Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Today, we're going to try my first, my first attempt at a new segment, Life, Death, and the Space Between Questions, where you could email in questions that you have for me, and I will answer them on the show. So you can email ldsbquestions at gmail.com, and that's where I'm going to take these questions from and try to answer maybe one or two each week, just for a little short mini segment for you all. So I think this is the perfect um, one to start with, which is from a listener that said, what attracted you to your chosen profession? And how do you feel your knowledge and experience from it impacts your interest and curiosity in the afterlife and what surrounds it? Has your interest in it changed how you approach or help others or those in your professional life? So what attracted me to my chosen profession? That's actually a long kind of winded story. Um, I went to college. I thought I was going to become a lawyer. I had come from a family of doctors and lawyers and thought that that was going to be the path I took. When I was in college, I actually majored in psychology, but it was sort of the last thing on my list of things that I was going to do. I wanted to be a very high-powered corporate executive somewhere. I didn't even really understand what that meant. I had hoped to become a consultant because that was when kind of consultancy was really getting big. And I got rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection letter and ended up going, moving home and getting a job working for a radio station selling radio airtime, which I hope I'm not offending anybody who does this for a living. But for me, it was the probably worst six months and the hardest six months of my life. I was miserable. I did not like the job. I was commuting an hour and a half every day. And then from there was driving all over the city trying to get clients. And it just was not was not my cup of tea. So I ended up quitting my job and waiting tables, which for me was a really hard pill to swallow. But I am so glad I did it. I think I feel strongly I want my children to wait tables. I feel like it is the best job to learn about people. Um, And I actually, in my wallet to this day, carry around a little saying that says, if a person is nice to you, but not the server, then they're not a nice person. Because that I feel like really sums up my experience waiting tables. And it was one of my favorite jobs that I ever had. I did it while, so I quit my job and I lived at home and supported myself waiting tables and then decided that I needed to volunteer before I went back to grad school. So I volunteered at Children's what was Children's Memorial Hospital in Chicago, and I volunteered on their partial hospitalization program unit, which was a step-down program for kids who had been in inpatient hospitalization and who were moving towards an outpatient hospitalization, but they couldn't 
yet tolerate being back at home. So they would come for a day program and it was kids and it was kids from all walks of life all over the city, kids who had experienced traumas, kids with autism. And I volunteered there, God, for probably eight or nine months. And it was so eye-opening and so rewarding and so sad and so inspirational. And I ended up deciding at that point that I did want to go back to school, grad school for psychology. And that is how I ended up where I am. And I used to work primarily with children. So most of my training was in community mental health. So if people don't know, most most towns or little kind of suburbs or even big cities have community mental health centers, which are centers where the community can come and for a reduced fee, typically see a therapist. A lot of the money is funded by the state, which means that there's been a ton of cuts recently for mental health coverage. So a lot of people can't even get the services. The wait lists are very long. And one of the places that I actually trained at was amazing because It was a lot of therapists who had private practices downtown in Chicago, but ended up literally volunteering their time. I I mean, maybe they got paid, but certainly not what they were getting paid in private practice. So I got to learn from amazing clinicians and and it was just an incredible experience. So the, the bulk of my grad school training was in community community mental health. And then I ended up having children of my own and realizing how difficult it was to work with children when you have children of your own. And so I I made a pivot and now obviously work mainly with adults. So that's my kind of story about how I ended up where I am and how my knowledge and experience from it impacts my interest and curiosity in the afterlife. So if you've listened to my story about that, either my my second interview uh, with my friend Allison, who was a reporter, or if you listened to my Where It Began, which was the first the first episode this season, you'll know that I had absolutely zero intention of pursuing this kind of world of death and dying and spirituality as it pertains to what happens to us when we die, but it sort of spontaneously happened to me. And just that opened up my own curiosity. I think in retrospect, I had always been curious. I was someone who did do Ouija boards and play around with crystals, but I never really understood anything behind it. I never gave it much attention. I was fascinated that when people would share stories about perhaps hearing noises in their house and not being able to know what they were from and and lights flickering and things like that when I was younger, but I never had an experience like the one I have shared in this podcast with my aunt. And and that was really what opened me up to it. And you know, it it has absolutely changed how I think about the work that I do. And I think that it's made me think more holistically about the work that I do. And I don't think that that applies to everybody all the time. Um, I'm very careful about how I use kind of my understanding of spirituality and past lives and future lives and life reviews and soul contracts in my work because I really want to recognize that maybe that's not for every client in each 
person is their own individual soul and they're here for their own reason. And I don't want to push those beliefs on anybody else. I think it's this was actually something that for me has been really hard over the course of time because what kept me in the dark and, and kind of behind closed doors for so long was the concern of mine that what would people say would they believe me and I've come really come to a place where it doesn't matter anymore obviously I have this podcast out there now but this is my truth and my truth doesn't have to be anybody else's truth and it certainly is not necessarily my patient's truth and so I am I don't project that onto them sometimes I I like to open up the conversation about what happens when we die particularly particularly when one someone is dealing with a loss is I think it's really important to, to explore a belief system about that. And then from there is where I sort of take it. So I and I also think that how I use intuition, both in my personal and professional life is different. And I was just speaking with someone today about this, that it's really the subtleties around intuition that I've learned to pay attention to. You know, it's not that I'm sitting in a session and have this profound experience of, oh my God, someone's dead loved one is talking to me. That actually rarely happens in my sessions, if ever. But what what does happen is that I will get a feeling or a sense or a pull that something needs to be said. And so whether that comes internally from my experience at this point, whether that comes from someone else's loved one or guide kind of helping me and guide me, or whether that just comes from my own soul. Uh, I don't necessarily have the answer to that, but what I do know is that oftentimes when I say that thing that seems maybe like it won't make sense or doesn't feel like it's coming from my training or the books I've read or the theoretical orientation that I practice, that it really does feel like it was exactly what was needed to be said at that time. And that's how I kind of integrate some of this into my professional life and my work. So I hope that this was helpful for you all and insightful for you all just to kind of let you know a little bit of the inner workings behind my mind. I've always been really careful about what I share because I do still feel like I'm a therapist, practicing therapist and I have, you know, ethical limits to what I can share. But I also I want to share with you all kind of what goes on in the inner workings of my mind because I'm, I'm starting to see more and more clearly that psychology and spirituality are really not two separate things. They're very, very integrated and you can't, I feel more strongly every day that you can't have one without the other. You can't understand your own psychology and not be spiritual. That's And you can't be spiritual without understanding your own psychology. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, let me know what you think about this. If you like it, if you don't, if you want to hear more, you can send me questions at ldsbquestions at gmail. I think that's about it. I have a, a bunch more questions, but I'm going to try to keep these short. And for questions that you send me and I don't know the answer, I will definitely attempt to find that answer for you. So thanks guys for listening and have a wonderful Wonderful day. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore 
life, death, and the space between. <laughs>